0: Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a weekly podcast where we learn all the ways we ourselves trip and stumble and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. Stay tuned. Welcome to today's episode. So today I wanna talk about back to school because for many of us, we are in August and either your kids are like mine and they are already back in school or your district is working on figuring something out because we are still in the middle of a pandemic. So every county, every state, every city, every district is trying to figure out what they should do because no one really has had any guidance around how to educate our children and college students and young adults during a pandemic because again right it's the first time many of us really all of us have experienced this type of pandemic traditionally when we go back to school it brings about a normal tradition of starting to get kids to go to bed earlier about two or three weeks some parents are really rock stars And they start about a month before school starts with really getting back into some type of bedtime routine, some type of wake up routine, trying to get our kids and ourselves really back into this this routine of being able to get up, go to bed and kind of function all day while we've been used to during the summer, just kind of laying around and, you know, doing whatever we want to, just being relaxed because it's been summer. For others, back to school also brings this kind of moment in time of really trying to plan out the last vacations that we're going to take of the season, the last family gatherings we're going to kind of have, because we all know that once school starts for the kids, it forces the entire house to be on a kind of strict routine, right? We know that homework is going to start coming home, so we're going to have a lot less time in the evenings to spend as family or to spend doing individual things, or to be outside, just kind of enjoying the weather. And even though the sun is still up until about nine o'clock, for many of us, we know that you know our children need to go to bed either right around nine or a little before nine. So just thinking about those back to school traditions that we all hold, I know in my household we do things like you know a couple of weeks before school we start really practicing going to bed earlier. We start practicing you know some of the things to change our self talk. We definitely increase our reading and practicing of math skills. We do a little during the summer. And I used to be very rigid um, in having my kids, you know, do those summer bridge type books, right? So the books that they they wrap up what you were just learning in your one grade and then start getting you ready for what you're going to learn in the next grade. And so I used to be one of those moms that every summer I was buying those books and we would at least do one or two pages a day throughout the summer, just because I, you know, I do believe that we all lose some of our skill when we're not using it Um, and kids are no different. So that was some of the traditions that we used to have. We also used to do things like making sure that we had, like we would have like a back to school um, gathering. So my husband would either grill or we would cook and, you know, family might come over or we might go to families, other families' homes. But we would do something to just kind of signify that summer's coming to a close, and it's time to get back to business, and it's time to get back to following and doing some things with some structure. And so, you know, this year has been extremely different for every household, because for all of us, back in March, some February, but but by March, most cities, most districts, most counties were on some type of stay at home order. And so school was no longer face to face. So for my kids, their school luckily was already practicing this e-learn system where they had days that they would be at home and be getting instruction from their teacher already, you know, that way. And then they had days where they would go to school and it was practice day. So they would still be pretending that they were on e-learn. So they'd let the kids wear pajamas to school and kind of do all those things. And this was last school year. And so when COVID hit our area, our district, it wasn't completely foreign to us or knew that we needed to do e-learn. The kids were able to quickly adjust. They knew exactly how to log on to their systems that they needed, Um, as parents, many of us kind of stumbled a little bit because we didn't, I'll be honest myself, I didn't pay as much attention to, um, the practice days as I should have. And so I kind of stumbled with knowing how to check in to make sure my kids were doing what they needed to be doing, but they were doing exactly what they should have. Luckily my, you know, my kids were able to follow the instruction because they had paid attention and they had paid attention to myself and their dad. When we gave them, you know, the expectation that they need to, you know, pay attention to their teachers, follow instruction, get what they need because there could come a day. And we were really just preparing for snow days, honestly, that they would need to do this stuff at home. So my kids were ready. They knew exactly what to do. But many didn't. Right. And so even with my kids and being on this e-learn system, their teachers even started to relax the rules and relax the routines and the structure And so by the time they finished school in May, we were already on kind of our summer brain. We were already going to bed late, um, sleeping in, just doing the assignments that needed to be done, but not really doing, you know, extra. And so this year for us going back to school, we had to do some extra work to get ready for that because, again, we started our summer brains way back in April end of March, early April. And so many people have talked about that they were in that same spot, they were doing the same thing, that they also had to kind of do some extra work to get their kids, you know, to finish out the school year um, and then to enjoy summer. And summer, as we know, was also different because of coronavirus or COVID. And so we were not able to do our vacations as normal and just, you know, all of those things. So here we are, time to get ready to be back to school. And what are we doing? What does it look like? So for my house, it really looked like us deciding about three weeks before school was going to start. Because my children, the district and the the city we live in, we are already back in school. And we are actually doing face-to-face school. So we are one of the districts that opted to do face-to-face school. We started at the original time frame we were planning to start at. They did offer families to go virtual if they wanted to, but for my household, we did make the decision to go face to face. And I remember leading up to it. I, you know, I was nervous like many other people. Um, and I even posted on my social media just about, you know, I know people are making judgments about us and our decision, but that we had to be comfortable with it. We had to, you know, be on that. And so that's what we did. And so my kids are happier than I've seen them in a while because with being in school, it does bring an additional sense of structure and routine. And as much as we like to enjoy our vacations and enjoy the weekends, we really are people that thrive off of routines and structure. And so that's what back to school also brings for everybody, right? You get this routine, you get this structure. It forces us parents to also get back on our routine and structure. And so the first few days that they were in school, I woke up energized and I was ready to go. And I, I mean, I was cranking out work. Activity just shot through the roof. And so that, again, sparked me to think about how back to school and how us as adults, how sometimes we need to give ourselves kind of this back to school mindset, right? We need to give ourselves the ability to not be so relaxed in our day and go ahead and and have some things, have a routine, have a schedule to be productive. As an entrepreneur, I can tell you that one of the fastest traps that I found myself falling in once I kind of got out of the nine to five work brain was, I had so much time that I was like, oh, I'll get those things done soon. I'll get those things done at some point. And what I noticed, and especially what happens in the summer, right? So we get super relaxed. We're not really doing the normal things that we would be doing because the the days are longer. The sun is out. It's warm. Everything about it just screams, be outside, be free. Don't worry about deadlines. Don't worry about production. And then here we come around fall and we're like, oh my goodness, we're scrambling because we have just taken months off and we're not sure what to do. So that's where, again, school, back to school comes in place. And so for us adults, our back to school is doing the same thing that we would do for our children, right? So we're going to go to bed a little earlier. We're going to go ahead and get up. We're going to write out a schedule because schedules do help. Now, your schedule doesn't have to be so rigid that you are not getting, you know, that you don't have any breaks and you are being mentally exhausted. And if those are some things that you struggle with, um, I do urge you to Google my name. There are two articles, two separate articles I was featured in recently that talk about mental exhaustion and also talk about the importance of taking breaks because you do need breaks throughout your day because they are helpful and they do allow you to be as productive as you need or want to be. But Again, going back to kind of our topic of this back to school. So we know that, again, traditionally, we go back to school, which means we get up, we're getting on the bus, or we're getting dropped off at school. And so for many of us, that's not going to happen. My kids, again, are doing face-to-face school, and it still looks extremely different, right? So there used to be this idea of community supplies in the schools Which, you know, I had a love-hate relationship with, I'll be honest, because there were moments where, you know, I felt like if you were financially able, you ended up taking care of people who were not financially able. But on the flip side, there were moments where, you know, our finances were not always where they are today, but we still were not in the bucket of people who could get free supplies. And so for, you know, with the community supplies, that means that every parent buys supplies, and then the teachers just divvy it up as it's needed for each student. So there's not any names on it. So people don't get to say, well, this is my pencil and you don't have pencils and things like that. So there is a beauty to it. But because of COVID, that option was taken away. And so there are some families um, that, you know, were not able to get supplies because the, the larger districts were not going back to school so that yet. So they didn't have their back to school drives. And so that's one major change that has happened is that there's no more sharing of supplies. And so the kids kind of have their own stuff. Um, And the kids have noticed, you know, my children have come home and talked about, you know, how different it is this year with not sharing pencils with their friends and not being allowed to share pencils. And again, we teach our kids to be givers because we as adults typically are givers. And so many of us pride ourselves on being able to give to our neighbor if they need it or help someone out when they need it. But because of COVID, that's not an option anymore. So the kids are learning to adapt to it and adjust to it. There's also this thing where for my children being face to face, they wear masks every day. For me as a therapist, I am doing completely 100% telehealth because the idea of going back into the office is just not okay with me with with the thought of I could get coronavirus or I could give it to someone or Someone could get it because I'm in a public building. And so those changes have happened. And so because of that, it is hard to kind of get yourself on a routine, get yourself in a in a place to, to be able to follow your old school structure because there is something to be said about getting in your car, driving to your office, doing your work that kind of triggers our brains to think about, okay, yes, this is my workday. So this is where I'm at. And with COVID and everyone kind of working from home more, we don't have that. So it will be important to go ahead and add something into your routine in the morning that allows you to remind your brain and body that we are now going to work. We've gotten out of bed, we've got the kids off to school, or, or if your kids are doing non-traditional or e-learn, then that means you're going to have to get them set up with their desk in the morning and get them logged on So that you can then start your work day and so add something right there that helps you to know that this is time to work this is this is where we need to work at the other thing that COVID has brought change to is our ability to kind of go out for lunch i know some people are already going back into the restaurants but i know many states are still on limited space in restaurants and when you only have an hour or an hour and a half that makes it difficult. And so again, right there also give yourself some type of a brain trigger that says, hey brain, this is lunch. We're going to not eat at our desk, especially if your desk is at home, right? So you're gonna go outside and eat or you're gonna go eat somewhere else, but you're not gonna eat at home. You're not gonna eat right where you're working. That way it gives your brain that switch and that break to know that you know, this is something different. And again, the same thing for your after work routine. One of my favorite things to do is to simply walk to the mailbox because my mailbox is not attached to my house. So I have to walk to the street um, to get the mail. And so every day when I finish my work day, I go ahead and I just take a quick walk. It's probably 30 seconds. Walk to the mailbox. But that gives me enough time to start saying, OK, Brittany, work day's over. Now let's switch gears back to mom, wife. And when we go back in this house we're going to be ready to do mom and wife things because work is done for the day so that does mean that you will need to create a schedule for when you're going to start work each day when you're going to take breaks and when your work day is going to end because being at home and having access to everything you need from your office at home will make it harder to have those boundaries in place that you need to keep that structure and keep that separation in place so make sure you definitely have some type of thought process around i'm going to work from the hours of nine to four or i'm going to work from ten to two whatever your hours are that you want to set for yourself make sure you go ahead and say it out loud to yourself in the morning so that it becomes a real thing because if you say well i'll just stop when i get when i feel like it It doesn't always happen and in most cases that means we overwork and then we do send ourselves to a moment of mental exhaustion and once you hit mental exhaustion it is a different process and a different playing field to kind of get yourself back to a normal mental function and kind of your normal brain functioning so we want to prevent mental exhaustion as as best we can and so the best way to prevent it is to already have things in place that help you remember remind and remember to take breaks help you to remember that it is okay to stop work at a certain time if you start noticing that you're tired maybe that means you need to take a break right there or you need to go ahead and end your work day right there for the day because it will still be there tomorrow and also with your kids doing the same thing for them as they are going to be going back to school in a completely different way this year even if you are doing face-to-face like my kids everything is different about it because they're no longer allowed to, you know, interact with each other the way they used to. They have to wear masks all day, every day. The only time they take it off is for lunch. They're scheduled bathroom breaks. So they're not even seeing other classrooms in the hallways anymore. So socially, we are all kind of being um, isolated still. And so you wanna make sure that you keep that in mind because that will impact you and sit with yourself, too, and think about and identify what type of social person am I? Am I a person that needs a lot of social interaction? Am I a person that can handle not having it for days at a time? Or do or am I a person that doesn't need it at all? And wherever you fall in that spectrum, be okay with it. Be comfortable with it. But make sure that you put things in place to help you maintain it. Because the last thing you want to do is get yourself way off of a routine and not be productive, not reach your goals, and not do the things that you say you wanna do each day. Having some days of no production is great and excellent, but to try to do that on an everyday basis is going to be difficult. And what you'll find is the, the less you use your brain, the less energy you're gonna to need to use and the more tired you will feel. And what you will see from that is you will find yourself being more tired and tired more frequently when you haven't even done anything. So get up, get moving, use your energy, use your brain and do what you need to do. Let me know what you all think. Have a good one.